Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. I'm Sammy Jacobs. Along with me is TJ Inman. Uh, we're here, a homecoming edition of the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. We'll go over the loss to Michigan. Uh, we had to skip our After the Dust Settles this week due to uh, travel constraints and, and things like that. Uh, but we'll cover that all here today. We'll get into Indiana's quarterback carousel, which seems to be finally coming to an end, even though we do not know who is going to be the quarterback. And then we'll get into the massively important game against Rutgers for homecoming coming up on Saturday. TJ, how are you? Doing great. Yeah, certainly doing uh doing better than, than IU is, uh, right now, but, um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll dive into the Michigan game here. Obviously the outcome was not particularly surprising a 52 to seven win for the Wolverines. Um, but you know what? The, uh, the first quarter was quite fun. If we could have stopped the game after that, we'd be having a very positive show, wouldn't we? But, uh, Football is, does not work that way. There was another 45 minutes to go, and that was all Michigan. Um, great 15 minutes and really a, a good um, probably 25 minutes um, played by Indiana, and things really fell apart uh, towards the end of the first half. Um, really a, a key play could be looked at as, as Indiana um, trailing, but a, a chance to drive and uh, a nice ball thrown by Brendan Soresby to uh, completion to Donovan McCauley gets called back for an illegal hands to the face personal foul penalty. Uh, IU then unable to run out the clock in the first half or put together any kind of drive. Michigan gets it back, scores to end the first half, goes up 21 to seven, and then scores to start the second half. And the route is on, um, you know, I don't know um, how much we can take from it other than it's really hard to believe that Indiana beat Michigan three years ago. Um, Just a complete 180 in both programs since that time. Yeah. And you could go back to the Kevin Wilson era where in in 2017, where Indiana should have beat Michigan two more times. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they had them beaten overtime in 2015, and you're a Peyton Ramsey two-point conversion or misread on a on a, uh, on a read option away from tying that game and, and potentially winning that game on a two-point conversion in, in 2017 on homecoming. Um, you know, we'll get into it more after the season, but I was thinking on my long drive home uh, from Michigan, you know, India. Indiana football goes through cycles and they're down cycling now. Um, 
and they had their shots at some of the big boys. You had your shots at Ohio State and missed them. You had your shots at Penn State. Uh, you got them twice, and t- once in 2013 and once in 2020. Um, and then you had your shots in Michigan, and you only got them once. So the, the whole Big Ten had their shot to, to get some of these guys while they were down. Now they're, you know, the the, the big three are upcycling again, and, and Michigan looks like they would have my, my vote for the number one team in the country. Um, coming out of that with, with Brock Bowers injury out of, out of Georgia. Um, I think that's, that's the difference there. You know, he, he's such a terrific player and to lose that, um, you know, but JJ McCarthy looks like he's taking the next step. But you go back to Indiana, and they had their shots, and they you missed. And if you're going to go for those top three teams, you got to take a shot, and you got to you got to land the punch. And, and Indiana only did that once with Michigan. But yeah, it seems 2020 seems like it was 30 years ago, not just three years ago, uh, in terms of Indiana football. And it seems any goodwill um, that was built up during the 2019. And 2020 seasons is is gone, um, yeah. and a lot of it has been long gone. Um, and while I disagree with you know how fast it turned on Tom Allen in 2021, uh, it, it's getting to the point of no return, uh, and that starts uh, with Rutgers on on Saturday. Uh, but let's get it back to the Michigan game. You know, that that first quarter was so good. And and Indiana had their chance to extend the lead. And uh, Taven Jackson throws a bad pass that gets intercepted in the red zone. Um, You know, you have DeKeese Carter wide open. I don't know if the ball slipped. I couldn't tell from the radio booth. And I couldn't tell from the replay. Uh, He either severely overthrew James Bamba or severely underthrew DeKeese Carter. Uh, or the ball slipped out. Any of those three are, are bad outcomes, but that that drive should have produced at least three points, and then you get Brendan Soresby coming in on drive three. That was the plan all along. Uh, Tom Allen said it after the game was, hey, we're back to square one. First two drives for Taven, next two drives for Brendan Soresby. Indiana gets a touchdown on a McCulley, a nice Double pass, McCulley to Jalen, Soresby to McCulley, McCulley to Jalen Lucas. And, um, you know, you're kind of cooking there a a little bit, and the defense is playing well, and you think, oh, maybe this is going to be one of these crazy Indiana-Michigan games. Uh, And then it turned out that hands-to-face penalty uh, was my turning point of the game uh, at that point. And you kind of knew the game was over when Michigan broke the 20 point mark since uh, Indiana finds it very difficult to score over 20 points in big 10 play. Um, But let's get to the quarterback situation. Uh, It's, I wouldn't call it back to square one, but you're spinning on this carousel of quarterbacks enough to make anybody sick. Even the the strongest iron stomached uh, person is going to vomit on this ride. Um, you know, going into the Louisville game, Taven was named the starter. Coming out of the Louisville, it looked like, okay, he solidified the job. That second half was pretty good. We come out against Akron. He does not play well, but he plays the entire game. Uh, in Maryland, he comes out, doesn't play well, is replaced by Brandon Soresby in the second half. Soresby breathes some life into the offense a little bit, 
even though it's against uh, some of Maryland's backups. Uh, Taven Jackson coming out of the bye week, still the starter. Um, that was said on Monday. There was no plan on Monday that he publicly that they were going to go back and switch. I get it with the, the offensive coordinator switch, but you can't still be evaluating quarterbacks in, um, I mean, in week seven, but I've said this since fall. I've said this since spring ball. These are two very even quarterbacks and nobody ran away with it. This wasn't head games played by Tom Allen uh, to, to get an up on Ohio state. This was, they have a lot of data and they can't make a decision and that's not good for Indiana. So coming in this week, Tom Allen announced on Monday that whoever starts the Michigan game is going to be the starter the rest of the way. Um, the and that they're, yeah, yes, the Rutgers game. What did I say? The Indiana game? Michigan. Oh. Yeah, Michigan game. Yeah, um, well. Yeah, and I, 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 to interject here, I, I think you're, you're right. Cause I, I, Tom Allen coming out, and I look, maybe his comments were this, and I, I'm misreading it, but he got a lot of crap for always oh, being secretive again, trying to fool Rutgers. This is ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but the ridiculous part is that they don't know. Yes. They don't know who their quarterback is. Yeah, That's this the isn't... ridiculous part. It's not that they're trying to trick Rutgers or play mind games or anything like that. It was when Tom Allen was asked that question on Monday, the coaching staff does not know, and maybe they do today, we don't know that, but on Monday, I think it was very clear they don't know which of those two guys is their quarterback. They don't know. They, because neither of those two have done enough to say, I'm the guy, or you know, you could paint it the optimistic way a little bit and say, well, they've both shown enough flashes to where you say, I, I want to see more from him to see if he can develop on that. Um, yeah, because I, I think that's true potentially as well. I mean, Taven Jackson, uh, you could charitably say played – he did. He played very well in the second half against Louisville, and that was probably the highest ceiling that we've seen from – an Indiana quarterback so far in 2023, that particular half of football. It turns out against a, you know, a solid to good Louisville team. He's also, I think, been far more inaccurate uh, and indecisive in his decision-making than Brendan Sorsby has been. Yep. So you've got the potentially higher ceiling, lack of mobility, from Taven Jackson that I think hurts IU's offense, yep. not having that mobility, and a lower floor in terms of indecisiveness and inaccuracy. With Brendan Sorsby, I think you have a lower ceiling in terms of you know his overall arm talent, um, but you do have probably a higher floor. Sorsby's shown to be a bit more decisive. Sorsby has shown to be uh, better at taking care of the ball. Of course, he did have uh, a turnover against Michigan with a, you know, very loose with the ball um, as he was under pressure. And Sorsby offers more mobility, 
and you know you can do a bit more in terms of the speed option game or read option or just running the quarterback with draws or uh, quarterback keepers. So, I mean, you really are kind of seeing some qualities in both, some warts in both, and you're left with, man, I, I don't know which one is the best choice here. And this truly, I think, is a case of you've got two guys that, that are okay, could be good, need time, but you don't know which one to give that time to and which one is going to offer you the best path to win right now, which obviously this Rutgers game is, is that case. It's a win-now yeah, it, game. It's a so, must-win game, you know, and time, know. time is running out. Know. Yeah, and time yeah, is running know. out, and then, you know, you have – Time is out. Yeah. Y- yes, time. time... Now or never. Yes, it's this week or never. Um, yep. You know, if they if they lose to Rutgers, it's, it's over. Uh, for all intents and purposes, it's over. You also have Dexter right. Williams coming back from injury. I personally, and I'll put this to rest, personally, I, I don't see him starting this week. I don't see him being the savior that IU football needs this year um, for several reasons. And, and it goes back to 2020 in his freshman year where they were thanking God that, that Jack Tuttle came running out of the locker room at, at Wisconsin. And I get it. You have a true freshman on the road in a one-score game, and, and and you don't want to put him in if you don't have to. And then you go to the bowl game where Jack Tuttle has one arm, and you don't put in Dexter Williams, even though you had a month to prepare, um, a month to prepare for Ole Miss to get him practices and all that stuff. He either wasn't ready or the coaching staff didn't trust him. And then last year against Penn State, he's the third quarterback in the game behind Jack Tuttle, who is already in the transfer portal, which is a coaching malpractice on Tom Allen and whoever else made that decision. Um, And then behind Brandon Soresby uh, as well. And then, you know, he had a nice game against Michigan State and a nice first quarter against Purdue. So if you're hanging your hat on Dexter William coming in and and riding on the the white horse and and being the savior, I wouldn't wouldn't count on it. you know, he's a nice player, and, and we'll, we'll see what happens. But he's coming off a major knee injury. How much practice time has he got? actually gotten? Do you, you know, is he, you know, is he ready to go? Do you have enough plays in the playbook to let it rip against Rutgers? If it is, whatever. I'll be happy to be wrong. But I just – I don't see it, and I, I – I, I just don't see it. And, you know, this week is such a huge game, PJ. Uh, and, and I know people will laugh at it. It's Rutgers. They, it, Rutgers is 5-2. and two. They've turned the corner. They're a tough team. I've watched several Rutgers games this year. They pulled one out of their rear end last week against Michigan State um, at home in a, in a funky game. But they play hard. And they're just – they'll just keep coming until until you quit. Um, and that's that's what the scary thing about Rutgers is. Kyle Manungai had a, another 100 yard rushing in the fourth quarter last week. They're just going to grind you down um, and and take your will. And right now, that's what worries me about Indiana. 
is how quickly things could go south if something goes wrong. We saw it in 2021 when Rutgers came in. Uh, you fumbled on the first play, and the, the, basically they gave up on the game. They lost 34 to three or whatever it was, 31 to three. But you know, mm-hmm. this is if you're this is it for for Tom Allen. You lose this, it's over. You, you you win, and it opens up a lot of possibilities. Yeah, you go into Penn State the week after, probably get your butts kicked. But um, Wisconsin just lost their starting quarterback, probably out for the IU game. Michigan State is a tire fire. Illinois doesn't look great. Purdue doesn't look great. You know, opportunities are still there. Yeah, you're probably – if you're going to make the Tom Allen era football game, you probably – you're in the final two minutes – of that fourth quarter uh, and, and you're down, but, and you need a touchdown. So, and you need a win. So, yeah. What's your take on Rutgers? You've, you wrote about them this week. Right. Yep. So Greg Schiano, of course, uh, head coach there and you're, this is a very Greg Schiano team. I mean, they are uh, his, his motto of keep chopping wood. That's exactly what they've done so far this year. Um, look, five and two, not particularly impressive resume, but um, certainly I'm not criticizing it. That IU would would kill for that. Um, and they have beaten some, you know, decent opposition uh, in terms of just being Power Five opponents. Virginia Tech, Michigan State, you know, bad Power Five teams, but still, Rutgers got it done. Now they are 0 and 2 on the road. Um, and they have looked bad on the road, but you can look at it and say, yeah, but that was Michigan and that was Wisconsin. And that's fair, very fair. Um, but they have certainly handled their business at home, lost on the road. Indiana's not going to provide the same atmosphere challenge that Michigan and Wisconsin do. Um, so take that information for what you will. It might mean absolutely nothing on Saturday. Um, good special teams unit. Their special teams played a critical role uh, in their comeback win over Michigan state. Um, so that, that was, you know, a big deal for them. They had a uh, Michigan state lost a uh, snap on a punt that Rutgers picked up and ran in. And they also uh, had a weird kind of a sky kick uh, that, that Rutgers was able to get. It's kind of a, long onside kick for lack of a a better way of describing it. But um, Rutgers was able to set themselves up with the short field that Kyle Manungai then ran in for the go ahead touchdown to complete that comeback. Uh, They were down 24 to six to start that fourth quarter. So big, big comeback win for them. They've got all kinds of momentum. IU going the opposite direction. Uh, Obviously for Rutgers, they're, they're hanging their hats on the running game and a, a solid defense. Uh, the passing game still not really a major threat for Rutgers. It's not totally toothless, but um, not much in the way of difference makers at wide receiver um, or at uh, at quarterback. You know, I, I they certainly have had high expectations for Gavin Winsat, and just you know, I, I've never seen it from him. It's just he's fine. He's just okay. Uh, he will be loose with the football. He will make mistakes if you can pressure him. But really, they just want to rely on Kyle Manungai, get into 
third and short situations, give it to him, let him pound it out for a first down, keep the chains moving, keep the ball in their possession, and move forward. That's their game plan. Um, they're not going to be really stretching the field vertically too much, um, but what you are going to see is Kyle Manungai and Indiana's key for their defense is going to be getting Rutgers into third and medium, third and long situations and be able to put pressure on Wimsat. That's your goal. They're not comfortable in third and long situations. Um, they are very comfortable in third and short. So if they can stay ahead of schedule, uh, they're in good shape on offense. If you can get them behind schedule, you're probably going to be able to get them off the field and get yourself back out there. Uh, defense giving up 16 points a game. Um, they're, they're solid, just very solid unit. Nothing particularly stands out at you. I think that they have a, a pretty good secondary. Um, and I, I think that they're, they're tough up front, but they don't particularly pressure the quarterback all that well. Um, they're, they're pretty solid against the run 3.37 yards per carry for the opposition. Uh, so that's, that's going to be a challenge for an IU team that struggles to run the ball effectively. I, I do think Soresby, again, I'll, I'll reiterate this. I think Soresby's mobility is an asset in this game. I think he is going to be needed for IU's running attack. If I were making the choice at quarterback, which it's a good thing for everybody that I'm not making choices for the football program, but if I were, Soresby's my guy for Saturday. Uh, give him a chance to start the game and see what he can do. I do think that his mobility is going to be necessary for IU to run the ball successfully. And I think IU's got to hit chunk plays. I think they need explosive yep. plays because I don't think that IU's offense is good enough, disciplined enough, consistent enough to be able to move the ball down the field with 12 to 15 play drives. Uh, I, I don't <clears throat> I think that eventually they're going to screw something up, get a negative play, get themselves off schedule and not be able to make up for it whether that's a penalty like we saw with the illegal hands to the face or a holding or, you know, a, a negative play on a attempted run to the outside that goes for minus six yards, something like that, uh, or a turnover. I think IU needs explosive plays to be able to get, you know, a four play drive instead of a 12 to 15 play drive. I just don't trust IU's offense to be able to make those, uh, those consistently work for them. Um, so those are kind of my 10,000 foot keys to this thing. Um, I, I think that Rutgers, while five and two, very beatable, um, yep. but Indiana's going to have to do it. Yep. Rutgers is, is not going to beat themselves probably. I mean, look, it's college football. They are not a great team. Anything can happen. But if you're counting on Rutgers to go out there and hand you the game, it's probably not going to happen. Indiana is going to have to make some plays uh, to do so. Now, I don't think that either team is going to be getting into the 30s here. Um, but I, I think both coaches, if you said, hey, we'll give you 24 points, I think either coach would probably take it uh, and feel good about their chances to win on Saturday. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Rutgers, you know, they have 17 sacks on defense. They've forced uh, 11 takeaways as well. Have only given up the ball nine times. They've given up the ball nine times as well. Yeah. 
this is the first Big Ten game where IU's not out-athleted, uh, I, I think. You know, IU should have better athletes than than Rutgers, but is it – can you put forth the effort and match the effort that Rutgers is going to put in? They're one win away from being bowl eligible. Their first – it would be the first time they've reached six wins, I think, since 20, um, 2014 um, – <clears throat> or 2014, uh, something along those lines. Uh, it, it's just they have that Greg Schiano personality, and you saw it raise its head last week against Michigan State. Uh, Rutgers looked dead in the water. Michigan State makes some critical errors, and Rutgers takes advantage. Um, that's, yep. you know, Indiana has to follow the opposite blueprint. You cannot make mistakes against this team. Uh, you know, who knows what the crowd will be. But this crowd will flip on you as soon as you make a mistake on Saturday. I, I guarantee it. Whether it's the first time you go three and out, the first play that gets zero yards, the first incompletion from the quarterback, um, the first missed tackle on defense, whatever it is, this crowd is going to be out to boo you as soon as possible. Um, and one, I don't blame them. I get it. But that's something you're going to have to deal with. And is IU mentally tough enough to deal with that? Um, you know, can you recover if you fumble the ball on the first drive of the game? Are you mentally tough enough to recover and, and make a game the rest of the week? Or are you going to fold like in 2021 and pack up camp? Because uh, it, it, it's like we, we've said all show, it's now or never. This You have to have your best effort on Saturday. Because they're not, they're not going to be, yeah. There's five more games after this, but th they might not mean much um, as much as this one. So, you know, we'll see. Um, we talked about some some matchups, keys to the game. DJ, what what's a matchup to watch uh, for you? Yeah, I'm because I think that it's so difficult for Rutgers to get themselves consistently out of third to medium, third and long. And it's really important for their offense to stay on schedule. Uh, Kyle Manungai is so important to their attack. Uh, I'm going to go with Kyle Manungai against the IU defensive line and linebackers. Um, critical that you number one, get some penetration to bust up those plays before they can get going. And number two, tackle him when you have the chance he's good at breaking contact um not the most explosive guy but just a very very solid running back he's a good player um i think that it's critical for indiana to tackle him when they've got that initial chance because again the plan on defense is all getting them off schedule and the key to that is tackling kyle Manungai with your first opportunity and preventing those yards after contact um, so that, that's my big matchup to watch will be Kyle Manungai, the Rutgers running game versus IU's front seven and their ability to, to slow down the Rutgers rushing attack and get them off schedule on offense. Yeah, I'll go kind of the, the mental game um, matchup to watch. It's IU's, IU's mental, uh, mental toughness against Rutgers mm -hmm. chop mentality. Uh, there, Rutgers is going to come after you for four quarters. Can IU mentally stay in the game? And I know it's year seven of Tom Allen's tenure 
and that shouldn't be a question. Well, it is. Um, can they mental match mental toughness with Rutgers and stay in this game? If they do, I, I think I use in it till the end. Uh, and if not, pulls out a win. If the if something happens early and it goes south and it goes south fast, uh, it could get ugly in Bloomington. So let's uh, let's get down to predictions, TJ. Uh, and final thoughts. What's uh, what's your prediction? And final thoughts on the game on Saturday. Oh, yeah, so I think that IU is going to uh, battle. I do think we're going to see effort, um, and I do think that IU is going to play uh, one of its better games that they've played so far. Excuse me. Uh, however, um, I don't have faith that this Indiana team is going to make the plays when it matters in the fourth quarter. I'm going to go with Rutgers winning a four-quarter contest. I think it'll be close right till the end, but Rutgers makes a critical play at the end of the game and wins it uh, 24 to 20. So I guess I'll go late touchdown for Rutgers uh, to get a win. Yeah, then uh, kicking the game-winning field goal of 21-24 or 21-20. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's a tough one to pick because there's so much on the line and. You know, you get so encouraged about how Indiana came out and started the game last week against Rutgers or against Michigan. Uh, sorry, against Michigan. They dominated Michigan in the first quarter. Like, dominated them. Yeah, they missed opportunities. Probably should have been up by more, um, maybe by, by two scores at least. Um, and if they play that way, and, you know, I thought the play calling was much better. I thought the effort was there. Um they probably win by a, you know by one or two scores on Saturday. However, if they fall off like they did after the hands to the face, um, you know, or you know, in the, in the basically the last three quarters of the game against Michigan, uh, Rutgers is going to win by one or two scores. It's um, you know, it's just a tough game to call. I think the line on it is is Rutgers minus five, but I'm, I'm going to take IU. Um, it might be my heart talking instead of my brain. Um, but I'm going to take IU. It's homecoming. Uh, it, it's a game you got to win to to at least at least extend the season two more weeks. Uh, to to the Wisconsin game. Uh, in, in November, I'm going to take IU 27, Rutgers 24. Uh, we'll see if Chris Freeman uh, can come out in the clutch again. So IU 27, Rutgers 24, and uh, in a uh, classic rock fight on BTN. Yeah, this is a very Big Ten Network game for sure. Um, Indiana uh, has definitely had some high exposure, you know, national TV games because of their opponents. So far this year, they'll have another one with Penn State. This one is definitely a Big Ten Network at noon type of game. Yeah. Yep. If they could play it at 9 a.m., they would have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The breakfast club game. Yeah. Yeah. It might be the hangover from Friday night game. Um, but anyway, uh, that does it for today's show. TJ, thanks for joining us. Monster game in Bloomington. Uh, maybe not in the college football world, but in the world of Indiana football. This game 
is a must win for the Hoosiers. It's a must win for Tom Allen. And if they don't come out, um, you know, regardless of what we think is going to happen, but what should happen is going to become pretty obvious. Um, if IU goes down on, on Saturday, if they don't, if they win, uh, you could take a deep breath, get ready for Penn State, uh, and look at the rest of the season where you have, you know, four games left with Wisconsin, uh, Michigan State, Illinois, and Purdue to close the season. And, um, you know, try and, and win as many games as you can and salvage what's left of of the Tom Allen era. So thanks for, for joining us. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle. We'll have all your pregame uh, write-ups heading up to the game on Saturday at noon on Big Ten Network in Bloomington at HoosierHuddle.com. TJ, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Have a good rest of your week. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.